So what's up? Well, you know, I'm just hanging out, just kind of chilling. I've been eating some sesame cashews today, which are kind of a new new discovery for me and I suppose the snack food pantheon as it goes. You did a lot of snack discovery this this day of your this day for yourself, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well, you know, it's a special occasion today. It's 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 been long in the works and I decided, you know what? I'm going to make this special. I'm going to go out and get a uh what is it called? Like zero sugar diet Arnold Palmer by Arizona iced teas. <laughs> I got two of those. Uh, sorry, sorry. Zero sugar light Arnold Palmer. Is that what it is? I have the. It, yeah. It it's it's light in the in like the red uh like the the bezeled not bezeled. What's the fucking word? Do I mean bezeled with like the curved? Like beveled maybe. Beveled. Thank beveled. you. Yes. Yeah. I uh. Well, I, I, I mixed up. I mixed, I, I in my head. I, I think I mashed up. Bedazzled, bedazzled, and bedazzled. beveled. Sure. Yeah. Mine is uh, mine's it's great buy, ninety nine cents. Uh, you know, seal of quality. Uh, <laughs> kind of a white golf ball type skin. A picture of the man I am assuming to be Arnold Palmer. <laughs> then in uh, you know, his autograph with a little umbrella it does say Arnold Palmer. Below that, diet, in uh, in a sort of like red, uh, as you said, beveled uh, little yes. subhead. And then below that, half and half iced tea lemonade, half of which is, um, I think the same iced tea, red. Half of which is lemonade. Yeah, half of which is lemonade. Uh, iced tea lemonade. Well, well, half the font is red. Half the font is yellow. Is what I'm trying to say. There's a very ah, tasteful yes, seen, like I've Microsoft PowerPoint gradient. Oh yeah, that is the, the diet. That is the, yeah, the, that is the diet can because like the regular can just has like a full blown up image of him. Like yeah, the regular like, can is like it. it's like black or gray or brown or something like that, right? And um, yeah, it's like gray. Yeah, this can one's you, like golf can you ball find light. um can you find a peach green tea anywhere in your local any of your local gas stations of the of the, the Arizona? Arizona Let me see. Let me see. Uh, the Arnold Palmer is really the only one I ever buy. Uh, I don't, I don't really buy a whole lot of their other stuff because I don't... You ever had the, you ever had the pink lemonade Arnold Palmer? No. Do oh, they, they put their is, whole pussy in that one. Is that something they make? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This... They've got, they've got, they've got pink lemonade, they've got strawberry, and they got peach. I love the strawberry and I love the pink lemonade. The peach is, eh, but so I'm not a big kind of peach flavor this to begin peach with. green tea you're talking about, is it the one that has the, the peach blossom on the front, like in kind of a Japanese yep. style? Yeah, I have mm-hmm. seen this. I have not tried this, though. The, I... I like the reg- I prefer the regular green tea, but I only ask because I have a friend who loves my uh, previous guest, uh, Lavender, fucking loves the peach green tea. But there is only one gas station in the entire town that she's ever oh, seen that it sucks. sold at. Yeah, I went the other day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep walking, like make sure I'm walking, get some exercise, like do some cardio. And so I walked from I walked 20 minutes there from the house where I'm living to the closest gas station. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this gas station middle of the afternoon in Texas, get my sunscreen on, start walking over there with the intention to buy two Diet Arnold Palmer uh, Arizonas. You drink Arnold Palmer. I drink Arnold Palmer. I drink Arnold Palmer. When are we doing? Have you done Twin Peaks Firewalk with me on this podcast yet? I've never seen Twin Peaks is the thing. Oh, yeah. I would love to do Firewalk with me, but it would require us to watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, Um, you're going to, in in the, in the, in the, um, if you read this, you're gay server, you're going to have to take me through Twin Peaks. I've seen the pilot a handful of times, but I never get, 
I, I've never gotten further than that, really. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it is what it is, but, but yeah, The no, pilot no. is just so... Anytime a television show comes up to me and says, hey, I've got a pilot episode for you, it's over an hour in length. It's two I hours, feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like... I, but anytime it's over an hour, like, I feel as though I'm being... as I feel as though a hate crime is being done unto me. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I mean, like the Americans for the Americans has a pilot that's an hour and ten minutes. I fucking hate that. Like forty minutes, you get me. Listen, I'll give you fifty-five minutes. I'll give you fifty-nine minutes. But if you cross that hour-long threshold, I'm calling the. Well, I'm not calling the police, but like I don't know who do I report a hate crime to that isn't the cops. I I get what you're saying. It is ninety-four minutes. I just think of it as like a feature-length movie because that's really what it oh, is. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I just can't. I I it just if I have if I think of it as a TV show episode, it's uh, you just like, get red the, and angry. Like uh, I just it's just so daunting to me. It feels like a wall that I have to scale. Like this is the same. This is the major reason that I've not watched another uh, that I've seen uh, Fate Stay Night and not another Fate entry because all of their first episodes are forty-five minutes in length. Oh sure. Though. I will digress that the first episode of ReZero is basically 45 minutes in length. So, you know, I, I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite there. So what, what can you do? Uh, I have a podcast and if you're, it, and you don't, you're not you, but like the listening audience, you. So where I was going with this is I got to the <laughs> gas station and it turns out they did not sell any Arizona products, much less the much coveted diet Arnold Palmer. So a real disappointment all around. And I'm glad to be reunited with this man who is playing a horrible sport but has created a delectable drink oh god you know i i will say one thing about the awful sport of golf there is no better sport in the world to fall asleep while watching i would strongly agree you know even in baseball there's a crack of the bat the cheer of the crowd but in <laughs> golf it's like being at a funeral it's like a wake you know just just silence just blissful silence yeah God, do you remember those fucking, those Tiger Woods leaked sects? Yeah, uh, the awesome, I'm sorry, I mean the awesome, incredible sport of golf, winky face. <laughs> oh. everyone it's your number one i was promised teeth podcast mm. uh i'm sarah and i'm joined by uh returning guest and host for this entire month of podcast morgan hello hi i'm back on my what third appearance on this show so i believe so yeah yeah uh we've been we've been excited for this one i've been excited mm -hmm. for this one so because because this is the uh this is the inaugural episode of of September, the first and given the dearth of saw products we have left in our arsenal, possibly the last. Yeah, just... but you know what? But you know what? I went ahead and put my put my whole ass into this, and uh, I paid Blair to do a, a special cover art, and I uh, paid friend of the show, former guest 
Maxi to do. Uh, I mean, I believe Maxi was on our They Live episode, or not They Live. Um, is it They Live? I, the one I, with, I, um, I don't know. Roddy Roddy Piper. I've listened to a lot of them, but I don't know. Uh, no, I mean like I'm. The, oh, the, oh, you the, mean you the mean John you Carpenter mean the movie. actual show? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They Live is the John Carpenter movie with Roddy yeah, yeah, Piper okay. and the uh, yes. formaldehyde faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maxie was on that episode. Uh, Maxie did our the theme music that you heard at the top of the show, which I think is fucking great. It kicks ass. Hello, Zep for a new generation. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. We are here. We are we are like you said, ass in on this on this whole thing. I think, which <laughs> yeah. is great. We really we really just like set ourselves up to get the most running start into this shit as we possibly could yeah. because um, uh, you know, we did saw one with Nathan, we did saw two with you, uh, and now here we are, ready to just go full dick out into this thing. And it's a shame that it seems like that it's you know the franchise ends with this one, I guess because yeah, yeah, ends. this this is a. Uh, <laughs> This is Saw 3, for those of you who are familiar with the franchise, will know for having the conclusion so nice they retconned it thrice. Uh, <laughs> the thing about this movie is that the ending is so goddamn definitive that they realize if they wanted to make more, they would have to keep retconning discrete aspects of it until the entire trajectory of the franchise is based around the literal ending of this movie. I am the not thing- making that up. This is like This is like the pivotal lore moment in this franchise going forward. I am so excited to feel to experience all of that bearing out. Um, the thing that I've been thinking about all day ever since I watched since I watched this movie because we had a we had a couple hours break in between watching it and recording it. Um, I've just been thinking so much about like all all horror movie franchises like retcon to some extent, right? Sure. Like, we just watched we just watched Halloween H uh, twenty last night. Uh, just had water. And, like, that one retcons the entire franchise except for the first two movies. And, like, you know, the Halloween from a couple years ago retconned everything except the first movie, and so on and so forth. This this franchise in particular feels like the most retcon-y, Absolutely. though. Absolutely, like, and we're only in the third movie, and it's like, already I feel, just popping off. <laughs> I feel like, like, so much of this movie, so much of these movies are just like, okay, so you remember that thing you saw the last movie? Uh-huh. Well, actually what happened yep. was, be- right before that happened, this happened. And then the next movie, and then the next movie, the line will be like, okay, so you remember how we talked about how before that thing happened in the first movie, this happened? Well, before that happened... Yep. Wait until we start getting flashbacks inside of flashbacks, because we're almost I... there. We're, we're coming up on it. God, I, I haven't, I haven't, I've begun doing a, a very uh, intricate note-taking system for flashbacks, which is just to put a hyphen in front of yeah. any note that regards a flashback. <laughs> yeah, regards I'm gonna have to start flashback. doing. I'm gonna have to start doing the double hyphen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to start keeping track of that. You're going to have to start doing a, a like like tertiary system of retcons where like because the thing about the Saw franchise is that there's never a moment. <laughs> where they go and they say like Halloween H2O did just add water where they say okay like we're retconning entire films what Saw right. does instead Saw f- fucking throw Saw 5 in the garbage because that one doesn't count anymore no, absolutely not the thing about Saw is that it commits extremely strongly to every narrative decision it makes like like spoilers for the end of this movie if you don't want to know up at the beginning of this podcast but this film in particular, Saw 3, ends with Jigsaw dying, right? Yes, it ends with both Jigsaws dying. Because yeah, both, both, both Jigsaw and his apprentice Amanda die. These movies never retcon that. Like, they never say, oh, it was Jigsaw's clone, or oh, it was his brother, or oh, it was a body devil. He stays dead. 
And they just, like, retcon around that. And so they immediately realize that Jigsaw is the best part about these films. And they're like, oh, shit. How can we keep putting him in these movies in 4, 5, and 6? And they're like, okay, well, we'll have him inside of flashbacks. And we'll have him inside of retcons of flashbacks. And we'll have him in, like jammed into this interstitial between two scenes which were already interstitial flashbacks from the third movie flashing back to before the first movie like it's nuts it's really really nuts and i think you see in this movie a lot of what i was talking about with saw 2 where like saw 2 has its moments but three four five and six are when these really get kind of nutty with it. you you know you know what this reminds me of strangely enough yeah what like you know how um like are are you a JoJo watcher? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know how all those fights are basically at the playground equivalent of like, oh, I shoot you with my epic gun, and yeah. then the other kid says, no, I use my my epic gun deflecting. Like like this movie feels <laughs> this movie feels like that con- that like setup, but working backwards. Yes, yeah, totally, absolutely. It is such it is such like a narrative mess. I think people people really discount it when they say oh you know those movies are just gore and there's no plot it's like no nah, i think the problem with these movies is that there is plot like there's I too much plot yeah. frankly like if you look away from the screen for five minutes in this film you will have no idea what's going on like you will miss <laughs> this, some this... insanely pivotal plot point that is like the main crux of saw five and you'll be completely lost during that movie as well that 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 happened to me on a couple of occasions because i would just like get distracted by like i don't know i was having to take care of moose that my dog yeah. um and i was just like i looked at him and was like oh hey moose hello and then i look back at the screen and i'm like oh okay what did i, I clearly just miss something in the 30 seconds i've not been looking at my screen what did i what happened yeah here? totally we love lore folks this is a this is for the next three weeks a lore-based podcast i will say <sighs> yeah this is so we should probably get into it yeah totally totally <laughs> So we open with with Johnny Wahlberg, who is barely in, who only exists in this movie through flashback. I think. Yeah, we never see him in the current time period. We only this see movie. Him... Oh god, I, I'm already just like my mind is shaking over how insane this is because like <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how how the Carrie, the other detective, is like so obsessed with finding him and like. I, I got baited and switched here because I thought this movie was going to be about, like, her hunting him down or something, but she no. dies in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah she's out of here. It's it's immediate. Uh, we, we got to, um, uh, well, we'll get to it when we get to it, but it does start yeah. with Donnie Wahlberg, who, at the end of Saw 2, was put in the Saw bathroom by yes. Amanda, and it's him starting to, I think he, like, escapes, right? Um. He, yeah, he, yeah, he he well he gliz- he he puts he glizzy gulps his flashlight um yeah. and pulverizes it pulverizes <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg the glizzy goat and saw takes a whole 18 inch flashlight no problem just gets it all the way in there Detective Detective Matthews <laughs> what's what's his fucking name uh, uh yeah yeah that's his name Hello, Detective Matthews. I want to play a game. For years, you've been going to the Mets baseball games and saying you're the glizzy gulper with the hot dogs. Well, now we'll see just how much glizzy you can gulp. I've inserted an entire Phillips flashlight into your throat. You gotta, you gotta just suck it dry, man. You gotta suck it dry in 60 seconds or the next glizzy you gulp will be your last. Make your, make your choice. <laughs> 
it's it's wild, right? Like he just gets that shit in there. He he really uh, <laughs> slurps that flashlight down. Yeah, yeah, he slurps it down big time. Um, we get a uh, we get him breaking out a lot more foot trauma in this movie than I remembered, which I felt very bad yeah. About. There's, uh, yeah, the Donnie Wahlberg just fucking takes a brick to his foot yeah. and just like starts smashing at the smithereens, and I'm like I. I think personally, I would be happy. He he like breaks his ankle to the point where you can just like jelly like slide the jelly that was his foot out of the ankle out of the ankle chain. Yeah. Um, but like probably if even given like a proper suite of care by doctors, like you were probably not returning. You were probably losing that foot. No, totally. When we got to the first actual trap in this movie, you asked if this was before or after Obamacare. I think and. Um, <laughs> We had kind of a discussion about how the Saw franchise addresses that in Saw 6, but also about how a lot like, of these people, even if they escape the traps, they're going to need some serious R&R, right? right? Like, like these people are going to need some like some extended time off of work and, like, medical bills paid for. Like, I hope Jigsaw is, like, setting some money aside. Like, the Jigsaw Survivor Trust Fund. <laughs> uh, you joke. That is, that is the plot of the Saw final chapter, isn't it? Where he's You're in fucking... the Jigsaw support group. Oh my god, you're right! Yeah. I forgot about that movie! With your promotional DVD. Yeah, great movie. Um, <laughs> no, it's fucked up, it's fucked up. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg escapes, and I think we see him like open the door or something, and then we... Um, my notes for this weren't super thorough, because I was kind of just uh, riding along. I was just in the passenger seat you were, for you this were movie. Wait, you, were waiting until, you were waiting until the, the, the gas kicked in, but um, yeah. the next thing that happens is that they, they cut... We cut away to like a, a different corpse where it's like just been extremely dismounted like right this thing looks like right this thing this this corpse looks like it got torn apart by a grain thresher like yeah this corpse got gibbs source engine 2 style just chunks <laughs> all over this room this uh, this this you know this guy ate two full sh t full two meaty shots from a scatter gun <laughs> yeah. um uh they so they find an extremely dismembered corpse and then we then they like they look at the tape and we get a flashback to see this guy troy who is like He's got like a he's like chained up and he's got a bunch of ra like a bunch of like chains inserted into his skin. Yeah, it's like the Hellraiser septum piercing trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um uh and Jigsaw comes on the TV and is like, "Hello Troy. You you have you have been in and out and in and out of prison. You are more comfortable in chains than out." And like like I know Jigsaw is not supposed to be a good guy. Yeah. But, like, he's supposed to be one of those guys who's, like, kind of right about something. Like, yeah. He, like, <laughs> like, he's supposed to be kind of right. But, like, this is just a complete un misunderstanding of the systemic issues it's so, it's happening so writ large. Stupid. It's so... It's, like, it's... Yeah, because Troy is definitely choosing that, like... Because he... Like, you know, re-entry re into society after imprisonment once. Famously very simple. Jigsaw is the ultimate libertarian villain, which is that he hates the ways that society are bad, but he doesn't ever address the root cause of that, right? He's like, he's like, oh, geez, homeless people are bad instead of being like, well, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's the systems that create the, you know, the system that that can happen in, which is bad, hello, right? Hello, Derek. You've been living... You've been living on the street outside my apartment for the exactly, last six months. Exactly, exactly. Like it's almost like it's almost uh, almost this a Tory theory and right wing thing in the sense of like a like a death wish or like a Punisher, you know, where he is he is in some cases just picking people off the street for no real reason and putting them in these traps. Like the whole trial in this movie 
is predicated on a guy who's depressed because his son died, and Jigsaw's like, alright, your ass is going in the trap. Like, it's not even it's not even a revenge thing in the first movie, right? Because in the first movie, it's Dr. Gordon, and he he's a he's a doctor where Jigsaw's being treated for cancer, right? And mm. in, in the second movie, it's Donnie Wahlberg who is a shitty cop who is, you know, doing shitty cop things to people. But in this one, it's like, no, your kid's just been depressed and your wife is fucking another dude because she hates I... being around you. And so I'm putting from... your ass in the trap. From the outside, I had completely internalized this series as, like, people who were deserving of punishment in some grand way. Yeah. Getting their comeuppance from a guy who was... Like, I, I kind of assumed this was a bit of, like, a kind of like a fucked up Columbo thing where he was only going after, like... Yeah, the, exactly. Like, people who were, like, untouchable for, like, mo- monetary reasons or something or else. But to just get into this series, I'm like, the second movie is just like, hey, here's a bunch of people who were prisoners... And now they have to escape a death trap in order to teach the bad cop who imprisoned all of them a lesson. Yeah, yeah. It, his he's he's like a he's like a dog. He just does things arbitrarily. The moral code <laughs> of Jigsaw is a lot like you know the rules of something like Freddy Krueger, where it's just as flexible as the narrative requires it to be, <laughs> right. and will fit whatever contrived reason they figure out to put these people in a trap and have them blow up on the screen for Halloween. So it's it's in real it's a real limbo state where in some of these yes like in Saw Six he's punishing evil insurance executives, but it's also like oh you gave me a parking ticket I'm going to put you in the fucking ass reducer trap. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Officer Michaels. You have been you you I was only two minutes. That do you remember last Tuesday? I was only two <laughs> minutes late on my parking. I was going to get into my car and go home comfortably. But since you decided that you could don't, you had to be a hard ass about it. I suppose you will see how hard that ass really is. <laughs> in front of you, there is an ass reduction machine. <laughs> there is a, a machine which will, which will fill your ass cheeks with solid concrete. What's it going to be, Detective Matthews? Are you going to get that? Dumpy removed or no no fuck I lost it I lost it I lost it what would what would it be what would it be if he was going if the punishment okay if the punishment is that it's just he, an ass slicer he's got to cleave those cheese clean off so it's just completely like it's like, like, if you, like in in the, <laughs> in the aftermath of this guy's tragic butt cheek accident you can just slide your hand from one side to another and you're like you'll graze over the butthole and not like move your like it'll be like the back of the pokemon avalug yeah it's gonna be like a manila folder with an invitation <laughs> i just think there should be more ass-based punishment in the saw franchise i don't think i don't think jigsaw ever gets into ass play for these films but i do think it's a fertile opportunity to be sure. Listen, those gloves are expensive. Yeah, yeah, I fucking bet. Uh, so yeah, we we get this whole thing. We're like two minutes into the movie, and um, we get this thing where a a group of detectives breaks into a a room which has been sealed, like sealed shut with a sheet of metal welded onto the door frame. And it's um it's what's her name, Detective Cassie or something like that. Carrie, Carrie was her name, but they, yeah, they find Troy, and we talked about Troy, and um. There is a, like, a, we, we see Jigsaw telling Troy, like, oh, you you went to jail so many times. And this is, like, like, th- this is just, 
Okay, I'm not going to get hung up on the systemic issues that we just spent six minutes talking about that Jigsaw does not grasp. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, if you do not remove these chains and stop this bomb from going off in a minute and a half, you will die. Um, but the thing is that, like, it's a nail bomb, and I... I, I just, like, I, I, I've never seen a corpse in the aftermath of a nail bomb, but I have to imagine it does not, like, rend you limb from limb. Yeah, it's it's kind of... Like, it will certainly kill you. I would I would be very, it, very easy to believe that that would definitely kill you painfully. Oh, absolutely. I just don't know if it would rip you apart like it looked like a werewolf went to town on your ass. No, I don't think it would be a sort of Hellraiser Cinnabite situation where the hooks would just pull you apart into 19 discrete chunks. But right, that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I do think it may blow off like a limb or put like a hole in you. you know? Right, this guy, this guy, this guy is in pieces. This this guy has been fucking dismembered by the by the Namazawans and uh, in order to stop the damn project from going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we, we just we just find like a pile of this dude on the floor and uh, Agent Carey is there with one other cop whose name I can't remember, but Detective Hoffman is there as well. And he becomes a... and he's in he's in there for like two seconds, right? Yeah, he he's he's here at the beginning. Uh, Hoffman's going to become MVP, most valuable player in these latter in these latter. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I all I know about Detective Hoffman is from the the Jake Saw quotes Twitter account. Where he's like where... A, where he's like a Guido, right? Like they give him like a fucking like like he's like, hey, what's the, what's the matter over here? Kind of yeah, and he's just and he's just and he's just horrendously incompetent. Yeah, that's Hoffman. So he is um. He is in. He's in this scene for a little bit. They're investigating this bomb and this chain situation. Like he he's barely in this scene. Like no, I, yeah. I don't think he has a line. He, I only caught him because you pointed him out. Yeah, he 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 doesn't do much of anything in this movie, which um which they kind of touch on and like like when, so when he comes back, it's like oh yeah sure why not bring this guy back? But um yeah uh, and and the the detective Carey figures out that it's an inescapable trap, right? And that's kind of the that's kind of the central focus of this film is that somebody is killing people with jigsaw traps that can't be escaped, and they realize that because the door was welded shut. And um, then there's this really great sequence where Carrie is back at her apartment, just like on her bed, like watching the jigsaw tapes. <laughs> like, damn if that ain't me watching Jigsaw Best of Billy Puppet compilation on YouTube. It's, it's yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's just she's just like in a nest of papers on her bed and the fucking the thing that happens next is so funny to me like uh-huh. it just it seamless like it jumps from from jigs from jigsaw video videotape to like cctv footage coming from inside of carrie's house like yeah without like any without like the channel being changed or anything like the vhs tape just flipped over to <laughs> yeah he hacked into the hacked into the wiring i don't know gotta got yeah, yeah he he hacked he, he fucking he fucking turbo hacked that crt yeah totally he got the he yeah. got the game genie on there and switched it over to the uh <laughs> right yeah the, the this live camera input so she uh she sees this camera's coming out of her closet, and she just unloads the entire clip of her gun in there with, like, no Right, she just starts fucking blasting! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she just fucking shreds it. She goes time crisis on Which, I mean, this, this is true of all the cops. This is true of cops. Yeah, yeah, of course. Very true-to-life, true-to-life uh, portrayal here. Then it turns out that, oh shit, the, the fucked-up guy was behind her all along, and 
ah, it's the pig. Oh no! And I I have to I have to admit that this scene did kind of this scene did get me because like it it's like you see because like the closet that uh, the camera is in is like right next to where to, is right next to where Carrie's TV is set up. Yeah. So like the camera is like slowly panning from Carrie herself, like it's following Carrie standing up and like looking inside the closet, and it slowly pans over so you can see her like you see her waggle her hand on in real life and you see it on the TV. Yeah. And then eventually it's the full only the tv that you see and then the 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 pig mask comes out yeah it's good it's good i think it's good yeah Yeah, these movies have some good sequences in them like i think this i think this it's unreal how good the cinematography is in these movies yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of fun so uh they they do a lot of cool camera tricks especially with the transitions yeah very much so oh yeah this is when she gets put in the old the old spicy keychain trap spicy keychain gives her the piss challenge and she has to uh (laughs) stick her hand into a big vat of yellow liquid which you find out is acid this is where this is where she's like strung up she has this like big thing screwed into her rib cages she's suspended from the ceiling and this is where this is where uh you know billy the puppet as is tradition comes on the tv and just endlessly roasts this woman where where (laughs) where he's like he's like you prefer you prefer to throw yourself into the work and investigate corpses well that's very appropriate because you are also dead on the inside like damn <laughs> like you don't have to do this whole trap shit just provide like you just right just, like just... get like a xanax prescription or something it's fine right it's right fine. uh but no he he roasts the hell out of her and uh, I think during this bit where he was laying out his poetic justice, you you said you, you you were like, I think I love these movies, but I don't know what the exact <laughs> moment was. It was something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so really good stuff up here. She she's all hooked up. She gives herself the spicy keychain and burns her hand off. And then when she unhooks this big like mechanism, she's in. Uh, it goes off anyway, and uh, her guts get uh, put on the outside, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It like it like. Um, and I was I, I was honestly surprised that the that the lock that the key even wanted the lock because like I knew this was an inescapable trap in some way or another. Yeah. But like I kind of assumed that the inescapability of it would be like the key has been slowly dissolving in acid and like has just immediately eroded away at the teeth on it and therefore it will not on it will not turn the lock I, anymore. I think maybe you're giving the screenwriters of Saw a little too much credit on that one, but I do. <laughs> yeah, frankly, I, I do understand where you're coming from on that. But no, right. no, it's inescapable because she's been she's been put in a fucking like. I don't even know what to call it. I think it's called like the angel wings trap or something. Right. Like that. I, I kind of expect. I kind of expected this. To, I kind of expected this to like, like I don't know, crack her ribs or, or like pull her lungs out or because I'd, I'd heard it referred to as the angel trap and I kind yeah. of expected to like pull her lungs out in like a funky way that like makes her look like like fucking Hannibal style. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The... Exactly. Exactly. But um, she just kind of she just kind of like gets opened up and there's some skin flapping around and mm-hmm. you see you see her like guts just not really slurping out just kind of sitting there you know yeah we also get like like po- we also get like a, a post that scene of her being dead right and and like her getting hacked to bits uh am i thinking something else that happens i think they do they maybe uh i i don't know i actually have no idea so um mm. i uh, sorry i was looking at the angel trap on google images and i did just find a version of the angle uh, angel trap which somebody the Kurt Angle trap. The Kurt Angle trap. This is called the Reverse Angel Trap, and this is by uh, the GIF Tickler on DeviantArt. 
so you can maybe kind of guess the direction this particular image has redesigned this trap. For, I'm excited for you to post this in guest room. So you do want me to post this, is what you're saying. Oh, I need I need to see this. So you're, you're okay, so if people get mad at me, I can say that you specifically requested to see this one. This image of kind of an anime girl uh, put in sort of like a Dr. Octopus type machine, where it seems as though if she does not escape the uh, trap in time, her feet and body will be tickled by an intricate series of rollers attached to this forearmed machine. Is this what you wanted to see? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went completely silent when I saw this. I'm just kind of, like, kind of processing this. Yeah, it does seem, uh, looking at their page, they have made uh, several other tickle versions of famous saw traps, but I'm going to leave it on this. Uh, I, I, th- I think I think once per episode we should check in with this artist and see what okay. they brought from. The, All right. See what see what saw trap they brought from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see what saw trap they've ticklefied. Yeah. I mean, yes. Is the fail is the fail state just like tickling forever? I think the fail state is just that you get your feet put in these weird roller things and they kind of do like a massage on you. You know. It's like it looks like it looks like they're tick. It looks like their intent is to tickle, but yeah, I think it is right. Like, I don't think right, but like, does like because like the, the end state of a jigsaw trap is death. Like, well, this it, is it, it this kills, is good jigsaw. Them. This is good jigsaw. He tickles you. Right, but you like, get, are, okay, okay, go on. I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, what is the? Do, do you just get tickled forever? I I mean I. I, okay, let me let me click on the page. I will go deeper and actually read you the description. Uh, okay, so uh, here, here this is everything I wanted September to be and more. Here we go. Here we go. So this is the this is the uh, this is the angel trap parentheses saw a tickler's rendition. They have uh, put a description here, which is two lines. I will read that for you now. Right, I'm so excited. Angel trap best trap from Saw Three. If you think otherwise, fight me. And there is, yeah, there's one reply here from Norvoriath on uh, 2018. Least this one has a means of success, unlike its cinematic counterpart. <laughs> I mean, true. Also, like, I think that they're right, but there's like, I feel like there's nothing, there's no other traps in here to write. I guess the Twister. The Twister was, the Twister is, I guess, worth writing home about. But like, yeah. what, what else, what else is there? We'll get to them. But like, what else is there? Like the Frozen Lady, the, the pig shit. The, I, I think, I think the one that stands out to me the most is the pig trap, just because it's so absurd. <laughs> but like, it's just so trap, stupid. Trap list for this one, uh, going in, in chronological order, there's the, there's the Hellraiser Septum Trap. There, yes. there is the spicy keychain trap, which we just went over. Mm-hmm. There, there is the 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 fucking cold shower trap, which I hate. Oh no! Well, the, well, before that is the 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 shotgun necklace trap. Right, right. The shotgun ne- necklace trap, which which is like a which is like a full movie thing, like like it's strung out. You know what Alfred mm-hmm. Hitchcock said about putting a bomb under a table? It's essentially <laughs> yeah. the same the same method. When the bomb is a, a, a five shotguns pointed directly at your <laughs> yeah. face, like you put the five. The God. <laughs> I think we should endeavor to make the next like. What's an opinion you have that make people go, will go that will make people go that's like this? Post. Like an that's image a of great post. Yeah. yeah, you should put that in the fear beating account. Um, I uh, <laughs> um, hold on. Let me let me let me just do that. Yeah, one so you do crazy. that while I list off the other ones. Then there is the sun toys trap, aka the pig shit trap. Then there then there is the stretch arms Armstrong trap. And then there is the man is the greatest monster of all trap, which we'll get into at the conclusion of this film. But um there's the there's the there's the uh 
heart rate monitor trap, which I guess is also the shotgun collar trap. Uh, just, just kind of a, I think much stronger traps than the ones we got in Saw Two, but st- oh, by far, yeah, still not maybe my favorite overall. But there, there are a couple standouts in here. Uh, where, where are we in talking about this fucking movie? Uh, so, so uh, we we cut from I think the acid trap to a woman whose name I don't really remember, but she is a she's like a surgeon. She's a high powered like a girl boss surgeon who is depressed she's dealing with a lot of trauma from some event that i don't think we really get any context for at the beginning of this but she goes to her job at the hospital does an emergency operation on a kid and then gets kidnapped by the pig right i think i have that in the right order uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm just researching my post to make sure that I am... Oh, by all means, by all means. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, un- uh, interrupt the poster's process. <laughs> the poster's process is a very meditative, meditative one. Yeah, you need, you need total silence, complete focus. You have to reach deep into the heart, the posting soul within, and, uh, you know, just make a shit post about the Saw franchise. Yeah. It's really, uh, I gotta say, it's really funny to me that we're doing this now, because it seems like, and I don't know if this is just the people I follow on Twitter now, but it seems like there is a a very active Saw fandom on Twitter at the moment, which I really (laughs) love. I made the post. Okay, you made the post. Alright, I'll go ahead and retweet that then. But, uh, yeah, we get to the the introduction of the other main character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so fucking funny. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> I was going to retweet that one. Yeah, I. that's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh. um. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was completely, I, I was completely zoned out thinking, like, working on that post. No. Refining it. No, I, I appreciate that. It's a good post. It's a great post. All I was saying. So we, where we are in this movie is we haven't even gotten to the part where Lynn gets abducted. Yeah, yet. that's what I was just talking about. Uh, I think that's the next thing that happens. Because cause Lynn goes, Lynn, we, we meet Lynn and her husband, thinking emoji, um, uh, who's got a Union Jack tattooed on his arm. He's not even British. So, like, you have to dump that man immediately. Yeah, it's rough. If I if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, ooh, <laughs> a little scary. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just a big Austin Powers fan. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, they finish fucking. They finish fucking extra. They finish uh, fucking extramaritally, and uh, he just says shagadelic, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love the Saw franchise, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was a horrible awesome powers. No one should encourage me. Make your choice, baby. Yeah. Make your choice, Make your baby. Choice, yeah. baby. Hello, Doctor Evil. Yeah. I want to play a game. This is possibly the two worst Austin Powers impressions you can like, get on a podcast. I feel like we're halfway to doing Clone High John F. Kennedy on this. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bad ever happens to the Jigsaw Killer. <laughs> this is maybe the worst thing that has ever happened to the Jigsaw Killer, the events of this movie, but... um. We'll we'll get there in time. Yeah, what the fuck's going he, he on? He gets a there's a moral thing. So she goes to she goes to work at the hospital and she has to like be called. She has to be like dragged out of the locker room to go like work on a code or something uh-huh. of some kid who got like hurt in a car accident or something. 
she's just like completely checked out of work and like heavily depressed and uh she goes back to her locker after her shift and is like oh fuck what a day all right i'm just gonna put my shit in my locker and go home but then before she can go home um she gets pignapped by pig mask ah. and the thing is that like there are like 20 lockers in this locker room uh, yes like how small is this hospital it's, uh, you know, I mean... How, how is this hospital taking care of all of Jigsaw's victims? Well, yeah, yeah the Jigsaw Memorial Children's Hospital. He, um, I don't know, I think that there is maybe, maybe, like, discrete locker rooms all around the hospital. Maybe there's not just one locker room. That's kind of what I assumed. But this is about where we started talking about the sort of infrastructure of the Saw franchise and how everywhere in this movie is either, like just the most disgusting room you've ever seen in your entire life just right there's police stations de- de- uh, de- de- um detentions not detention centers juvenile detention yeah juvie juvie detention centers or like just fucking like the the worst basement <laughs> yeah just like nasty freddy krueger boiler room type bathrooms no one in this universe has ever heard of a magic clean eraser no one has ever heard of windex well they weren't invented they weren't invented magic clean erasers did not exist at this time if i if i had to guess sure sure absolutely <laughs> uh, they hadn't been invented yet yeah still 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 not on the market yet but no it's just disgusting like i do think that's one thing they do the th- the thing is though that like in 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 contrast to this, like the whenever they don't are aren't whenever things are happening and not like like the the fucking de- f- fucking bathroom of depravity, yeah. um, uh, like in 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 Saw the final chapter, um, when <laughs> like when that entire scene that takes place in like with those three people looking as clean as possible happening in the middle of a mall. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, where it it's looks like a it's so in weird. Store, totally. <laughs> Yeah. How did they get that there? I don't know. Fuck it. At that point, like, they really just did not give a shit about the traps in this franchise, which I think is great. Like, yeah. the final chapter is the point where they say, okay, we're getting nutty with it, and it's good. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so funny that that's the final chapter, and then there were two more after I that. I mean, every, every horror franchise does that, right? Right. Yeah. No, it's 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 just always very funny to me when that happens. Yeah, it's it's really good. The thing, the thing is that it was very funny for me to live through, because, like, I was not really, like, tuned into the horror franchise when they, like, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what Friday the 13th was when the final Friday happened, sure, you know? Totally. Uh, or like the whatever the final nightmare on Elm Street was that I can't remember what the name of it was. I don't remember if Freddy's was like Dead, the final, the final nightmare, or um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I just didn't. I, I never lived through those. Like there was though. I guess like the the other equivalent to that was the Final Destination when there and then there was Final Destination Five. And I'm I'm still waiting on that. I'm still waiting on that FD Six. Uh, Imagine Studios. If you want to hit me out, if you want, like I'll I'll write that script for you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're probably one of the most qualified people to to get out of Final Destination sequel these days. Bring back Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, They're absolutely done. You, you, she survived that. She survived the train crash. You, uh, you take, uh, you take the Final Destination franchise. I'll take the next Saw movie. It'll be great. I am. Oh no, pe- people are people are <laughs> interacting with the yeah, tweet as, yeah. a, as though it is an earnest. <laughs> shout thing. out, shout out to real one at Florshcaster who says Detective Hoffman is the best character in the Saw franchise bar none. It's not even close. Real huge shouts out, huge shouts out, John. Uh, very ex- John's gonna be on a Schlocktober app, and I'm very excited Hell about yeah. that. Hell yeah, real recognize real. Love this tweet. 
yeah, so she gets kidnapped by the pig, and then we see a scene of Amanda getting groceries at the Jigsaw hideout. Oh, I mean, we don't we don't know it's Amanda, right? We um, it's pig mask, but like it's returning home to the to to the gamer setup with like all of the traps and tricks laid out. Yeah. Um, and also Lynn is there. Lynn, yes, yes, the brain surgeon, yes. But but so basically, what this boils out to is that uh, the Jigsaw is dying, uh, and he's grumpy about because he remember he he killed his he killed his doctor in the first movie as an act of revenge. Um, uh, Lynn is like, well, he's fucking dying. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you all this shit. Um, and <laughs> Jigsaw says, death is a surprise party. Unless you're dead on the inside. It's so good. Fucking MySpace <laughs> forum signature ass. Right. Just, he is the fucking greatest of all time villain. Like, the best thing about Jigsaw finally coming into this movie is that we're in such close proximity to him in a way that we kind of were with Saw 2, but really haven't been much with this franchise so far. And so this man's commitment to the bit is ruthless just stone cold never lets it slip for a single moment he is here on I his actual the, the, deathbed like just doing the damn thing constantly the best example the, the best example of this is when he's like literally in the middle of having brain surgery being done on him yeah. um and he uh he, <laughs> like the one time jigsaw is a little bit cheeky is uh because uh lynn is like how are you doing how you doing john and he's like never better yeah it's good it's good so he <laughs> says uh he says you know if you're he says i want to play a game yeah <laughs> and the game that he wants to play is to put a shotgun collar on lynn and she has to keep him alive so that jigsaw can do his tests on jeff who is currently running through a gambit of tests of uh, who is currently running through a gambit of like he it's not it does not seem like anything he needs to any trial he needs to be put through except for the trial of experiencing mortality other people in pain yeah yeah absolutely like he he aside from like like he, he in order to get a key he has to like get a little bit of frostbite uh uh well not frostbite he he gets his face stuck to a metal pipe for a minute it's it's you know he has to get a Christmas storied for a little bit. Uh, he has to burn his son's peepees. Yeah, you mean like a, you mean like the little like uh, what is it called? Item label? Is that what it is? The um... yeah, yeah yeah the little peepee yeah. thing. The peepee, the one that looks like a peanut. Yeah yeah no I know what you mean. I I got you. I um, love peepee. Yeah he has to sing the peepee song or else uh, Jigsaw's going to rip out his vocal cords. So yeah, like his whole trap here is that. We get a, we get a whole flashback of Jeff being set up, and what has happened is that it is implied his son has died. He is like alone with his daughter, and he's being well. Well, well sorry, sorry. Before before we get into this, yeah. um, I just want to talk about the the, the extremely lesbianly yes, way that yes, Amanda yes, puts yes, the yes, collar yes, yes. on Lynn. We have to talk about Amanda in this movie because Shawnee Smith is a fucking revelation in this film. Like she's so much. If I had seen this movie when I was when when it came out, I would have been like. I would have been ruined in so yeah, many different directions. Absolutely, this is like how people talk about how the first Saw movie is is a gay film where it's him and the it's Adam and Gordon in the bathroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. Saw three is the lesbian answer to that, where it's <laughs> Doctor Lynn in the shotgun collar. 
and Amanda Young just doing stupid evil hot girl shit around her for an entire Yes, film. like, the, the scene of her putting the shotgun collar on Dr. Lin is, like, so... It's so sensual it in a way that I was not prepared the for. The first line Amanda has in this film that isn't in, like, a flashback or, like, a like a reminding you of what happened in Saw 2 is she rolls... Uh, she has a, a Dr. Lin strapped to a wheelchair... And she, like, takes the gag off of her, and she leans in, and she's like, are you gonna behave? And it's like, okay, damn. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much. That's one of the reasons it's the why lesbian represent- is so good. Yeah, I, I, listen, I fucking, I like this a hell of a lot more than I like one and two so far. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, well, honestly... I kind of want to go back and rewatch Saw One, but like you would have to pay me some money to go back and rewatch Saw, Saw Two. two. Was, like I, was rough, rough film. I'm just gonna watch a fucking like if, if I want to rewatch that movie, like I'm just gonna want to. I'm just gonna watch like a best of. Like when I watch that scene of the guy getting his eye blown off on the keyhole, yeah. I might watch that scene of the girl getting the syringe with her hands in the razor blades. I don't know. Like I might watch that scene of that guy catching a spiked bat to the back of the head. That's pretty fun. Yeah, totally, totally. But like. Nothing else about that movie is really there, but like, there's so much in this movie that I want that's making me want to rewatch it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think, like, it's like I said, once you get past Saw Two, it really picks up a bit. But, um, well, let's 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 keep rolling through this. So, um, right. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is that the shotgun color goes off if his heart rate goes down, so she has to. Keep, so Lynn has to keep Jigsaw alive for this whole time. Amanda's like walking around and being like kind of thoughty with it in her goth goth mm-hmm. outfit. And uh, then, then we get Jeff, who is just kind of like a bad, depressed dad with anger issues. He, yeah, he he's try he's he's stuck in a box, and like it, the box is up on a forklift, and like this is what Ramley the Rhino is experiencing before you let him out of his tray in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And he like while he's in there, the jigsaw tape is playing. It's like, hello, Jeff, you have been a bad father, but I'm gonna give you a chance to get revenge. Will you do that? Will you kill will, at the end of this trial? You will be face to face with the person who harmed your child, who is yeah, he ki- says, killed your child. He says, at the end of this trial, you will come face to face with the person responsible for your son's death. And of course, as we know, Jigsaw's very poetic, so maybe there's a bit of a twist on that. But you yeah. know, I think I think he specifically says child's death because the that's to leave it ambiguous. I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, oh, responsible. He says he, no, what he says is, uh, "You will come face to face with the person responsible for the loss of your child." Is what he says. Yes, it's like it, yes, it's, yes, it's yes. very much as we find out a "Your son is in a safe location" type quip from Jigsaw here. But <laughs> right. Jeff, uh, basically, this whole movie, a lot like Saw Two, it takes place half in the operating room with Jigsaw, like a locked room mystery or like a stage play. And then half of it of Jeff going through all these traps. And there's not really an right. auxiliary police narrative in this one. Like there was. Which I'm thankful two. for. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so just... <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm really excited for Detective Hoffman to come into the picture. Oh, yeah, though. yeah, you know, we love him. We love when, is, him. when, does, he, when does he start showing uh, up? In 4. He, he becomes, he Fuck, becomes yes. a supporting character in 4 and then becomes a main character in 5 and 6. I'm excited. Yeah, so, so shit happens in this movie, right? And the first thing that happens is... Jeff goes into probably my least favorite trap of the entire Saw franchise. Well, well, Jeff, Jeff gets Jeff gets knocked unconscious and has like a flat. Jeff like falls out of the crate and like has a concussion yeah. and uh, like falls unconscious briefly and remembers the time that he was like, this is the time that he was being abducted and he was like pretending to like shoot. He was like pretending to face down his son's killer in the mirror with a Doing gun. Doing a taxi driver, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a taxi driver. Um, and then he's like, oh, fuck. My son, I can't find my son's sucklet anywhere. And so he, like, storms into his daughter's room. He's like, where is, where is Dylan sucklet? <laughs> Swear to me. Yeah, he goes Batman Beyond on this. Uh, Batman Beyond, I, I know. Batman uh, Begins is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He yeah. comes up, he comes up to B. his kid and he says, your movement's kind of schnasty. And then she's so devastated that she that she loses the uh... that she gives the, that she gives the suckler yeah, back. Exactly. Um, but then uh, then he like then he like looks at then he like looks at the daughter and is like he he is very feeling very guilty about the way that he is treating her, but also he's like he's like look imagine if mom could see us now, which is a really like this kid did almost nothing wrong. This kid just wanted a stuffy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The 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 like. The areas where this franchise's places blame on various characters is just nuts to me, right? Like, right. It, who they blame for certain things in this is just, it's, it's like, it's the kid's fault for just being, you know, having this stuffed animal because he's a bad dad. Jigsaw loves putting bad dads in the saw traps. I will say that. This is the second time that he's done it. And, um... He gets uh, he gets abducted by the pig like in their house, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he walks. He breaks out of the box, gives himself a concussion, which I think you said. And uh, there's the there's the cold shower trap, which is my least favorite trap yeah. in the entire franchise. It's just it's just boring. Yeah. Like, like, I, I'm like the thing is that like. You know, slasher franchises. Yeah, they got you got titties in them, right? Sure. But like, like you you were talking about this, and like Saw has never really been a franchise about that. Like every woman in this franchise has kind of looked like shit every time they've been on screen. And I like, I don't like the thing about the thing about the titties being out in a slasher movie is that like you see the woman like having fun and having sex and swinging her bongerongs around, yeah. and then and then you see her get like sliced in two hot dog style by Jason. Whereas, like, in this, you just open the door and she has titties out, like, f- pussy out. Yeah. Uh, like, and, but the, the thing is that, like, I think that this torture implement would look, because the, the thing is that, like, she's just in a really, really cold room, like a freezing cold room, and getting sprayed with, like, like the misters at a, at a grocery, in a, in a produce aisle. <laughs> yeah, he fucking made her um, into a stock of celery and put her in the grocery store <laughs> yeah. mister. But the thing is that, like, even setting aside the fact that the titillation doesn't really make sense in this, fran- like, the, the titillation doesn't really make sense in this franchise, like... I think this would be like wet clothes is so cold. Wet clothes is so much worse to me viscerally than cold, wet body. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. You know, this is just like it's one of those things where Saw is are they're cheap and trashy movies, right? But this is a level of cheap and trashy that they normally don't go for. So it's mm-hmm. really just an excuse to have like titties out on the screen, and it's the only time th- these movies are titty out. I think. Right and um. I agree that I think visually it would be a lot more striking if there were, you know, like frozen clothes dripping off of her or something like that. But what it ends up being is it just missed her uh, and she gets cold and she gets ice on her. And he, and Jeff has to reach through like a gap in two freezing pipes to get a key to let her down. But he deliberates over it too long. He pulls the key out, but the cold pipes pull off a chunk of his skin on his cheek. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that the girl is now dead because she's been frozen Mr. Freeze style. <laughs> right. And he touches her. And like, she... this, 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 this motherfucker got hit by a sub-zero fireball yeah. and is about to get uppercutted into the spike pit beneath. Yeah, totally. It's like, um, 
I don't know. She she's just been like cartoon popsicled and just right. shatters a bit. She took her she took her helmet off on Pluto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another thing that felt like a very a, a very possibly unsolvable one, like an inescapable one, just because like I felt like if if an if enough scant amounts of water got into the padlock, like you're not gonna get that key in there. No, no, probably not. Right. And again, I think maybe you're maybe you're like giving the writers again giving the writers too much credit. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. You know, once there's enough ice in that thing, that key's not going in there. So no, it's not. Um, we we skipped over this a little bit, but um, Lynn is uh, doing her best to keep Jigsaw together, but really thinks that he should go to the hospital. And Amanda gets very mad about this and is like, "Oh yeah, you, tell me some more medical terms, why don't you, you dumb slut?" I and then she like pulls out her her like fourth edition Grey's Anatomy, yeah. um, and is like, "Tell me some more things that I can read in a fucking book, cunt!" <laughs> and like slams it on the she ground. She gets mad. I'd like to think that Amanda's like a legally blonde type character of this franchise, where she's there working for Jigsaw, but she has like a medical degree, and she's going <laughs> right? to like grad school or something. So right. she she just she's she's just like in English pussy face or whatever that post is. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, back and forth with them. Well, no, she, she doesn't, she doesn't say that, she doesn't do the in English pussy face thing, cause she's like, she like, she like matches Lynn term for term on doctor sure, shit. Like, totally. cause like, cause like Lynn is like, oh, he needs, uh, prednisone and, uh, Amanda's like, oh yeah, well, what, why don't we give him some fucking cumnisone and we're like but like instead of cumnisone it's like some actual medication like yeah. thing yeah. yeah no i got you i got you he's uh he's in bad shape in this movie um but so after jeff gets out of the uh the the ice box uh he uh stumbles he finds another box that says one bullet will end it all and uh finds a picture of his son uh in there um and uh, we a- after that we cut back to Lynn looking at waiting for Amanda to get back with uh, the power drill and anesthetic that she needs in order to do the surgery to keep Jigsaw alive. Yeah. Um, and she she knocks over a bunch of traps. At which point Amanda re-enters the room and is like, "Hey, what are you doing over here? Looking for some things to kill me with? Here's an axe. Better kill me in yeah, one shot. Scene, Better make it count. Better do it in one so hit." Good. This seems so good. You had the exact same thought <laughs> I did when we were watching it. Like, uh, yeah. uh, it can be hard to concentrate when so many things you can kill me with. Like that axe I saw you looking at. And she does this whole bit. It's really good. Uh, right. And, and she's like, well, you could kill me, but you'd have a pretty hard time getting that collar off and yeah, uh, she kind of getting out of here. She kind of spells out the stakes of the whole movie, which is which come up at the very end, you know, where it's like, oh, you could kill me, but then you can get the collar off and then John would die and then the collar would go off. And if you tried to leave, the collar would go off, you know. So good scene where you know we get we get Amanda doing her Amanda thing. Yeah. What uh? What happens next in this movie? What happens next is uh. That's this is a, a couple of Amanda flashbacks too. We see we see uh we see John Kramer and her making we see we see Jigsaw and her making the gay little puppet together. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh, this this, <laughs> this is <laughs> John John Kramer just looks like Steve Buscemi in the How Do You Do, Fellow Kids. Image. He does, yeah, he absolutely does. Every time he's in a flashback, and this actually becomes a plot point in one of the later movies, not one of the ones that we're watching. Fuck off! But I love it. Become, movies, it becomes a plot this. point that the reason you can guess that something is happening in a flashback is that John has his awful chin strip goatee in the flashback. <laughs> like if you see him. And he has that facial hair. You know that that takes place before Salt One. Like that is oh literally a visual indicator they use later in this franchise. That's incredible. It's really good. But so, 
they, they, they're they making the puppet mess together, and then there's also a further flashback to Amanda being put in the in the reverse the reverse um, bear trap the reverse bear trap and uh uh being forced to open the stomach of her quote-unquote dead cellmate um and so she just takes a little fun trip down memory lane yeah yeah it's wonderful very uh you know uh we see we see them like putting the uh the the guy in saw one in the bathtub we see john like mm-hmm. like shooting himself up and like laying down on the bathroom floor which is really right. funny and he says he says i'm taking i'm injecting myself with some muscle relaxers which means that he absolutely would have shit exactly. his pants yeah, in the he'd, time. He'd be ripping ass i think there was like a letterbox review or something where it was like the most implausible part of this movie is that john kramer would have ripped ass at some point during the first film that would have been so. <laughs> it's like a scary. This movie is like the, the yeah, like this is a scary movie. Or like I was thinking, like um, what's that one YouTube channel that just like does like movie endings would be better if, and then like they do like a cartoon about it. Uh, probably. Um, yeah. like like improved movie endings of just like jigsaw farting and the like. This is a Family Guy joke. Honestly, it really, is. It really kind of is, but. <laughs> We get more stuff. We get more like backstory for Amanda, I guess. And um, you're gonna have to help me through this because I honestly have no. I so like, like the my next, notes are not the, the next enough. thing. The next thing that happens is that um, Jeff is like walking down the hallway to his next trial after finding the sink because like Jigsaw is like giving him a, a gun, but like piece by piece. Yeah. And the, the most recent piece he got was the bullet that said one bullet will end it all. Um, and uh, he walks down the hallway and he sees uh. <laughs> Billy the puppet positioned on this yes. trike to be yes. exactly in the same position that his dead son was after he got after his dead son got hit by a it's car. It's so funny. Why why like why does Jigsaw feel the need to be this petty with people? Why does he feel the need to say like, "Oh, not only do I have you in your trap, but also here is my stupid puppet arranged exactly how your son fell off his trike and died." It's, like the thing is, the thing is if Jeff was directly responsible for the death of his son, this would make a lot more sense to me. Yeah. But instead, this is being framed as like, "You are a bad dad, and thus I am punishing you, and also here is some trauma about your dead exactly. son." Exactly. But like the whole thing the whole thing is supposed to be like hey you're too obsessed with getting revenge for your dead son but we never see that happen right like we never get any of that aside from him doing taxi driver in the mirror and so you you end up where it just feels like jigsaw said i i'm gonna ruin this one man's life in particular for no reason whatsoever if in any of the trials at any point he he because in every one of them he uh, he tries to save the person in some way or another eventually like he definitely he definitely drags his feet about it the first he definitely drags his feet about it in all of them but like he does eventually try and do it like he does not seem like very revenge starved until the very end when he decides to fucking we'll, we'll get there yeah. <laughs> the end of this movie is so fucking bad the shit. End of this I love movie it rules. but he's walking down the hallway past the uh, past the trike and I think he starts hearing NPC dialogue from somewhere down the hallway there is um there's a man's voice that's just like hello help me is there yeah. anyone there <laughs> Hello. And he busts open the door, and he he sees a man. He he sees a guy like chained to the bottom of like an industrial tank, yeah. um, and there are just like pig. Then all of a sudden, some machinery starts up, and a bunch of pigs start grinding in. Uh, coming coming, a bunch of pig corpses start coming in on some meat hooks and getting dropped into a a grinder, and then poured on top. Like they're literally just pouring a hog slop. Yeah, they're onto just slap chopping these hogs and pumping them out. <laughs> uh, 
This is like I think this is the first real one that we get. In they're these... liquidating these yeah. thug. They're liquidating these pigs. These pigs have 30, to go. This is this this is how to deal with thirty to fifty feral yeah, hogs. You just, Liquidate them the, them. you just drop them in the hog swallower. I don't know what the what the price of pig is in the Saw franchise, but like there are so many hogs that he drops into this trap. Let me let me see how much does a whole dead pig cost because it's not even like at first it's kind of intermittent but as the trap goes on it's just pig after pig after pig and the whole about six uh, about uh, the total cost for a whole hog would approximately be 670 dollars and 50 okay i guess jigsaw could afford that with all of his uh, housing that he helped architect <laughs> which we'll find out about later in the uh, franchise what? yeah yeah uh this franchise gives a reason for why he has two houses that look exactly the same in saw 2 and the reason is that he was an architect and he planned city projects or like city affordable housing and all the houses look the same. So they literally yeah. give a reason for it. But um, oh my God. The, 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 the focus of this game, which is kind of the first big Rube Goldberg trap in these movies, is that uh, Steve or Jeff or whatever his name is has to press the button to incinerate a load of his son's old toys to get the key to get this guy out of the hog swallower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like I don't really get the metaphor at work here like is Jigsaw saying oh you've been so greedy with holding on to your son's memories you're like a pig is he saying oh this judge is a pig and therefore I'm going to drown him in pigs was Amanda like workshopping the poetic justice on this one I really don't know but conceptually it is very funny to me like yeah you gotta burn these old photos or else this guy's gonna get swallowed by hot shit He's just gonna get. In, he's just gonna be completely enveloped by thirty to fifty liquidated wet hogs. Yeah. God, I wish that were me. Wet hogs? Are you kidding? Anyone? Anyone? No. 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 All right. I I can't, wet hogs. Yeah. Sure. Can, why don't we move on? <laughs> yeah. So he he saves the judge from the pig slop machine. Um. The thing, the way that some of these traps are named, it feels like. Have you seen Mob Psycho One Hundred? I have not. No, I'm aware of it though. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I, I. But like, the thing is that like so many things in that show are like referred to as the like one of the one of the main characters thinks is that he does not have any psychic powers whatsoever, but he pretends that he does. Uh -huh. So like, he will do things that is like, like you know, massage therapy technique, and like just does just give someone a nice massage to get rid of the quote unquote demon on their shoulder, sure. which was just a you know a knot on yeah, their back, yeah. or uh, self self defense rush technique, which is where he he runs at someone while, and punches them while shouting self defense. Great, incredible. So yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeff burns his son peepees, and uh, we can, we cut back to Amanda who is drinking energy drink brand. Yeah, energy she has like drink. this energy drink. It's like a, it's got like a. Italy. It, it looks like, like a black can of Bud Light, except for it says energy drink. Of it's so good. She's just sitting else. here with, like, her leather combat heel boots, like, kicked up onto this console with her energy drink brand energy drink. Fucking solidarity, huh? So mm -hmm. she's, she's just watching this trap unfold. And I think this is where she starts to get jealous, where she thinks that there's, like, this weird emotional thing between Jigsaw and... Well, I mean, Jigsaw is basically like, hey, you single? What, what's yeah, he, your relationship Yeah, he is like? kind of hitting on this brain surgeon, except not really, but kind of. Right. it's funny to say that he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is when they do his surgery, right? Because they, like, they, 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 they cut up... The surgery takes, like, ten minutes to do, but it's, like, they cut open his scalp, and they op they drill open his skull, and they just let a bunch of blood yeah, out. Yeah, they um, take a power drill to his cranium. 
uh, and Jigsaw gets so hard he get, he gets so hard he gets nauseous and says, "I think I yes. have COVID." Yes, <laughs> yes, he um, they they like finish the operation, but he starts like uh, his heart rate starts becoming irregular. It's because he's having a horny flashback to the day he had his, with his ex-wife at the park. Listen, I cannot stress enough what a colossal character Jigsaw's ex-wife is going to become in these movies going forward. She That's becomes so fucking her and Hoffman are the two key players of this of this franchise going into like five and six. Unreal, it's so good, fucking phenomenal. It's so good. I love that. Yeah, it's because they kill all their characters and they're like, "Well, fuck, who do we have to carry this franchise?" And it's like, "Oh, fucking Hoffman, I guess." Is it his? It's his ex-wife. Yeah, his right? ex-wife, not, not his, his wife. Okay, he, For... he, they were married, and at some point. Well, in the I past... was just clarifying because I felt like I, I, I was just clarifying because on my mem- in my me- in my memory, you had been referring to her as his dead wife. Uh, I thought she was dead at first, but I was wrong. Uh, it is, okay. it is his his ex-wife who I thought died, but she doesn't die. She's just injured and hospitalized during a flashback. Gotcha. But no, he's. He's uh, he's horny over his ex, and then he like comes back to reality. And he's like, "Oh, I love you," and Amanda thinks he's talking about Lynn, and gets all pissed off about it. We yeah. love it, folks. We love uh, it which which ti- which ties into the which ties into the next thing later, which is that uh, like Lynn comes in after the surgery, and they're like recovering, and Amanda's like talking to him, and she, and Lynn's just like, "You know, he can't hear you," and she's like, "Shut the fuck up," and pulls a gun out on yeah. her. Um, but then Jigsaw wakes up and says, no, I could hear the whole time. Amanda, go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of, he just tells Amanda to get lost. And Amanda, and Amanda, and Amanda just like shoves her deagle back in the bu- back in the back of her yeah. pants. Yeah, just, just carrying it in the back, you know? Yeah, he, save, saving that for the next, saving that for the next yeah, round. totally, totally. So. You need to, you need to, need to practice good econ if you're going to be working with this many. Yeah this many fucking tracks. listen as we see later in this movie amanda's apparently an expert marksman so we'll uh we'll get to that when it happens yeah um the <laughs> god i forgot about the thing you're talking it's you so funny it's so good yeah so we go into jeffy's third trial uh which i don't remember anything i don't remember any of the setup just just uh, uh jigsaw keeps giving him different gun components and this is when he walks into the the room with the what's this guy's name terrence something something like that i thought his name was troy but i think that was the guy at the beginning no troy troy's the name of the guy yeah troy's the name of the guy who was in the hellraiser trap let at me, the beginning um let me see here saw three. but so so yeah you looked that up and um so jigsaw or uh, jeff walks into the room and this guy is the guy who killed who was like the drunk driver drunk i guess i think driver who killed i don't think uh, they ever Jeff's say that son. he was drunk he just hits the guy he hits the kid's car he hits the kid with his car but uh i'm looking on the saw wiki here so the guy's name is timothy young oh yeah drunk driver responsible timothy. for the incident yeah i don't I, I i i thought it was drunk because i also saw that on like the wikipedia on like the regular wikipedia art on the regular wikipedia article i saw that it, he was listed as a drunk driver but i don't remember there being anything in this movie that intimated that he was in fact drunk maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe it's something that's revealed in like soft i think or they just like intimate it right where he's like he made one bad decision and now he he turned your son uh into uh a... he, he turned right he turned right on red in the state in the country of canada yeah, exactly so so he is in this trap that slowly by increments twists both of his arms and his legs like piece by piece and there is yes. also in this room a 
You're, yeah, you're going to have to carry me through this one because I, I was able to hang on for the arm pieces, but as soon as his legs started twisting, I had to, like, just not... I just, like, had to turn around and look at Smile while the guy screamed in my... while I, while I heard the guy yeah, scream. Yeah, pleasant experience. So he is in this thing called the rack where he'll twist around, and the key to this trap is a literal key, which has been hung in front of a shotgun, and if you pull the key, the shotgun goes off, right? And what ends up happening here mm-hmm. is, again, like the other traps... Jeff waits until pretty much the last second, by which point uh, Timothy's arms and legs have both been twisted around 180 degrees. Uh, They they are twisted around Xbox 360 degrees and broke away. But then he is getting his head twisted at the very end, and Jeff pulls the key but doesn't stand in front of the gun, so the gun goes off and kills the judge, the guy that he rescued from the hogshit trap. And so he has the key, the other guy is dead, and before he can unlock the rack to set Timothy free, his head gets turned around backwards ways and he dies. Yeah. yeah. It's alright, you <laughs> it's know? Fun. It's 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 fun. I, I, I do kind of like this trap. It's definitely, like, the the, the, the reverse, the, the angel whatever trap is, is great to me, uh-huh. but, um... Uh, they, this, this one comes in second. This one comes this in one, second. Yeah, for me. this movie, I think this is probably the second best one. Yeah. <laughs> what my next note just says Jigsaw's putting the cassette on the chain wax. Oh yeah, this is where he um they cut back to Jigsaw and he's talking to Lynn about something and he puts this tiny little cassette on the um like a surgical table and covers it in melted candle wax. And I don't think mm-hmm. that ever really comes up, but it may be relevant later, is is all I'll say. Um, and then also Amanda opens a nasty letter, which yes, we don't see yes, the yes, contents yes. of. And we, we don't know. I, we didn't find out about that in this movie, no, right? No. So she, um, while Jigsaw is talking to Lynn and Amanda's feeling really jealous, she picks up like a padded envelope that just says Amanda on it. And as Jigsaw is expositing at Lynn, we see cutaways to Amanda, who's like starting to freak out and get really upset over whatever this letter says. And mm-hmm. um, then she goes and confronts john and lynn about whatever was written on there right but we don't really know exactly what that is right um and uh we also get a flashback now to because um amanda is like insistent that nobody ever changes you know she's she's the baby from the i think you should leave sketch who doesn't think people can change um uh and we get a flashback to donnie in the hell maze and uh trying to fight amanda and amanda just beats the shit out of him and like he he just like he he does a pretty good job considering he only has he only has one foot really to work yeah. with, um. But Amanda eventually beats him, but like she doesn't kill him, right? She just kind of leaves him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's left ambiguous as to whether or not he's dead. But we do we do see her walking out in like all leather, very good look for her beating yes. Donnie Wahlberg up yeah. in all leather. You love to see it. She still because she still got the short in this look. She still got the short black hair that she had in the last yeah, movie. Totally. So. She she leaves him and he's like yelling at her. He's like, "Oh, you're not Jigsaw. You'll never be Jigsaw." And she's upset about it. And yeah. then then this is where shit kind of starts coming to a head in this movie. Like this is kind of the mm-hmm. conclusion of the film. Right, because Jeffy is going into his final trial and uh we we it turns out that this is just on the hall from uh where Je- where Jigsaw is in his little his little surgery bed. Um and it's at this point that uh, Amanda and Jigsaw and Lynn are arguing, and Amanda just like she's like 
She's got, she's basically has her arm, like, she's, like, holding, like, she's doing that thing where, like, you know, you, you, like, you have one arm down and the other one, like, reaching across and grabbing your, your forearm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, so you got, like, your, um, and she just, like, kind of, like, has the gun pointed, like, kind of sideways in her, like, like, to be clear, I'm not saying she's, like, holding it out, pointing it sideways, like, it is, just, like, her arm is yeah. down, then her elbow is crooked a little bit to the right, to the left, and then... She just like pulled the trigger and just blasts Lynn's torso it's off, so dire- and like the blood splatter hits Jeff like right in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Jeff like and- comes into the workshop and sees this happen. Um, like the way she shoots her is so funny. I, I I need I need to animate it because she's just like slumped over and just really lazily like lifts this gun like over her other arm, like sideways, not even looking, and just blasts her in the side. So Amanda's <laughs> apparently like an expert daredevil type marksman who can just sense where people are in a room and this this would also like i'm sorry to get fucking cinema sinzy about like gun but this would like absolutely like fucking blow her elbow out of its oh, socket no, it's fine. she's got she got that jigsaw strength it's all good <laughs> she got that jigsaw strength she got that jigsaw grip yeah. pussy <laughs> yeah. uh, got that make your choice type So, so the, it turns out that this was Amanda's test all along, and she failed because, and we get a bunch of flashbacks to Jigsaw ta- speaking ambiguously over the course of this. Like entire all the movie. times he said anything that could possibly have a double meaning, they cram into this like last five minute montage. So just to make sure you really <laughs> right? understand the twist. Yeah, but uh, Lynn managed to survive, uh, and Jeff also blasted Amanda in the tummy after seeing her do that to Lynn, because it turns out they were married, and uh, um, Lynn's wife was not the guy she was fucking at the start oh. of this movie. She was just fucking the, she was just fucking the text man fucking for Fucking the Austin Powers man for Austin Powers impressions. <laughs> So, yeah, it turns out they were married and their relationship had been strained, uh, but it doesn't matter because now is Jeff's final test. Will he forgive Jigsaw or will he kill him here? And uh, Jeff Jeff says, I forgive you. And then, like, revs up a fucking buzzsaw. And I'm, like, I'm, like, edge of my seat here thinking about, like, oh, my God, he's going to dismember Jigsaw. He just opens his throat. Yeah, you you really thought he was going to chunkify him on this one. Like, you were expecting, like, like, full body dismemberment. If you you get out a fucking buzzsaw, buzzsaw like if, if you got a fucking like skill brand buzzsaw designed to cut wood into pieces and you just open this man's throat like you could with a simple kitchen yeah. knife like what are we doing it's like here? if leatherface just killed all of his victims by like kind of tapping them a little bit you know it's not even a it's not even like a particularly deep neck no, wound he just opens his artery or whatever and uh yeah but uh the jigsaw says one last rep and presses the play it's button so on the it's was so hiding. good like i I'm telling you, I cannot stress enough, like, when you watch these movies, how committed to it this man is. Because his literal last earthly action on this plane of existence is to let his arm slowly fall in a dramatic arc as he presses button on one final game instruction tape. It just, just, just the fucking best to ever do it. 
and this is this is the on this tape it's like hello Jeff if you're reading this you have if you're hearing this you have killed me I have your daughter only I know the location and there's like a, only I know her location and then there's like a, a cut to like Jeff and like really far away screaming like no yeah they uh, they reveal that his that when Jigsaw said oh I'm you you will be faced with the person responsible for the loss of your child. What he apparently meant by that was the person responsible for putting his daughter in like You a... know what you know what Jigsaw is? Jigsaw is the fucking doctor from uh from Arrested Development who only speaks in yes. literal terms. <laughs> he I mean... really is, yeah. If you're gonna deal with Jigsaw, you oh, got you gotta Jeff, get like a lawyer Jeff. in hand. You gotta be like, Okay, I need you to analyze every word this man said to me. Jeff. I'm, I, I've got some good news. I've got some bad news for you. Your son is going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but so, so uh, Jigsaw bleeds out and his heart rate goes to zero. Amanda's dead on the floor. And then like we, I, I felt so fucking robbed by this. Maybe yeah, in the unrated were, edition, they have like, no, a, this was the unrated edition. This, Oh my yeah, god, really? Because, yeah. I listen, you set up the shotgun collar on someone's neck and you have that shit go off. I want to see their head go up and f- go up and smoke like a fucking Gallagher watermelon. We, <laughs> we are, I, I, I was like, you were hyped up for it. I was hyped up for it. I was like, okay, here it comes. But it turns out you don't actually see it go off. You see like a really bad CGI blood splatter from outside the frame. And then later, yes. it, it cuts you do to see her, the aftermath. Yeah, it cuts to her like big yeah. open neck wound where it's like the bottom of her jaw or whatever. So you know, you know, I I have to I have to ask like, what did Jeff's daughter do to earn this? Like his daughter is dead now. Uh, well, well, don't don't speak too soon on that. Oh my god! Yeah, right. yeah sure. It's the fucking soft wrenches. Why don't, am I not Don't surprised? assume you know anything about what's going on in these movies until we've watched the last one. I'm just gonna be. Honest. Oh, I love this. I love this franchise. So, and that's how that's how it yeah. ends, right? With the with the the last shot of the movie is the meat head, the the meat pile that was Lynn's head. Ten seconds. Yeah, pretty ago. much. It's just uh, Jeff like screaming nihilistically, and then it kind of ends. I think yeah. this is maybe the most brutal of the Saw movies, just in how like nihilistic it is. Right, like, it feels so, like, just, like, everybody dies, everybody, like, children are just gone, like, even the guy that, like, even the guy that Jeff saves catches a face full of buckshot when he, when, when he sets up the shotgun, so, like, nobody survives the... is there a named character in this movie that's Detective Hoffman survives this movie? Detective Hoffman. Uh, I mean, survives Jeff this movie. survives this movie. He's still alive. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he gets locked. Like all the doors close around him. He's like locked that's in that true. room, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I'm, right. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that he will show back up another Saw movie because it is this fucking franchise. But like he, as far as this movie has left it to be, nobody no, survives. Nobody survives. This movie. And Jigsaw stays dead. Like they don't wreck on this. They they just put him in flashbacks and shit like that. <laughs> that's so yeah. fucking. Because when fun. I was going the, forward, the I was expecting like, okay, so at some point they're going to say like John Kramer faked his death, right? It's like, no, nah, this dude's dead. Like he's done. <laughs> He caught a chainsaw to yeah. the throat. Yeah, he totally did. Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Sorry. Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw chainsaw. Very yeah. important. Listen, it's not fucking buzzsaw, man. That's okay? True. It's That's chainsaw. True. <laughs> we need to make these distinctions or else or else language means nothing. So on a scale of zero to five uh, gay ass puppets with their ass up like your dead ass son. How many gay ass puppets with their ass up like your dead ass son? I said ass too many times in that sentence. How many gay puppets with their ass out like your dead son are you going to give this movie? Uh, in terms of puppets who are just like... You know, making it bust apparently, uh, just ass out, <laughs> making it clap. Yeah, I, I, this one's hard for me because I do love this movie. I think it's, I think it's like pretty fun to watch if you're tuned into its, it's like level of bullshit. You know, 
I I think like I think this movie like this movie would be like a solid two maybe two and a half for me if I did not have the presence of a, like an esteemed saw scholar guiding uh-huh. me. I think I think for me it's a two and a half. I don't think it's good <laughs> enough for me to give it a three, but I do love it like it had a higher rating. You know, it's one of those things for like I. It's not a good. It's not a. I, it's not a good movie, but like I think that the way this movie pays off is that's tremendous. how all the Saw movies are. It's like you're like okay, okay, whatever, and then it pays off. And you're like, oh fuck, this is so funny. <laughs> I, ma- I imagine like I imagine it's better on rewatch. It's a little better on rewatch. Yeah, I think for me, the 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 movie buff in me is preventing from giving it any higher than two and a half gay puppets, but I do like it a lot more than I think that rating indicates. I, I'm gonna go ahead and give it. You know, I'm gonna give it the whole three gay okay, puppets. Okay, hell yeah. Just three, three gay puppets, six little butt cheeks. You know, this is the second. This is the second episode in a row. I'm realizing that we've had little butt cheeks as our indicator. Because oh, yeah. I, I, because um, the our, our rating for Princess Mononoke was the the Kadama's little butt oh, cheeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's Saw three. We've got some questions. Oh hell yeah. Uh, so this first question from uh at flourish caster at the aforementioned at flourish caster if you had to describe the movie in five emojis what would they be um so for me i think that this is like oh hold on uh let me think let me think so for me it's like uh clown emoji for sure um is there like a, a handsaw emoji is, i mean i feel is, like that's a little gauche a but like that's emoji. that's yeah um uh guy screaming face doing like the 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 the, the, the scream um, uh, uh, needle, needle, okay. definitely, definitely needle. needle. And, uh, I guess chain? there is a jigsaw piece emoji. If that, if that helps at all, I guess, but like, I'm already doing the saw. Sure, like yeah. if, if I, if I, I, I do one of the, like, if I, I maybe like swap out the saw for the jigsaw piece, like I, I would not, you include would not both, include both like of those. The rest of them you would say are more yeah. like plot oriented choices. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking at my emoji keyboard. I think I personally will go with the jigsaw piece because I think it's fun. I'll say jigsaw piece, bicycle emoji, car emoji, the whoosh emoji that makes it look like the car is in motion, and then a skull. So. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, um, this one from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon. Is jigsaw a cross between Batman and Walter White? I think that's giving him too much credit in both directions there, frankly. Yeah, I think he's like... He's a bit Walter White he's with it. He's a little Walter White with it. I think he's more like, um, people may not be happy to see this, but he's more like Joker fan with it to me than anything else because it constantly feels <laughs> like he's doing like an F. The most twisted thing at a given yeah, point. He's yeah, he's doing like epic atheist Joker type stuff in most of these movies. So this one, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He could be kind of like Batman. Uh, he, he could, uh, he does have the voice for it, you know? Yeah. Um swear to me. Swear to me. Uh is uh how would you force his dipshit ass to actually improve material conditions for the people he decides to victimize if you got to him early enough? So the thing is that like I don't want to if I can get to Jigsaw early enough to change something about his method, I would not do that. I do not want him to be I want to improve his selection process. I want him to be targeting rich assholes. Like I want fucking I want Jeffrey Epstein to be in yeah, this exactly. trap. Like I like people that are just untouchable because of their status. I want John Kramer to get his grubby little hands on them and put them in a reverse bear trap that changes yeah. their ways and also tears and the another... head off. I mean put <laughs> 
put Jeff Epstein in the in the in the inescapable angel trap, honestly. But like, I know I know he's already dead and has been dead for over two years now. But like, Let's do that to his corpse anyways. Yeah. It's what he deserves. Yeah, you know, Opening him up like a used napkin. So I think I really like that idea. I think in some alternate universe the Saw franchise is, like, sort of a righteous justice kind of thing. Like, almost, you know, like, a, a real anti-hero stuff. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of that in some of these movies, but never enough as I think there could be. But I, I, yeah. I think that, like, the ideal Jigsaw is someone who's, you know, going after people who make shitty policies instead of, you know, the people who are affected by the overall state of society, right? Uh so that's uh-huh. for me i think why why saw is in a really weird like pro cop anti-cop situation because don't get me wrong a lot of cops do die in this franchise and we do love to see it but at the end of the yeah. day there's nothing jigsaw does that is like actively running up against the societal functions that would allow people like that to need to be put into the traps in the first place you know Right, like Jason needs to Jason needs to like put the prison complex the prison cop the pr- he needs to put like the school to prison pipeline in the exactly, reverse bear trap. Yeah. I love seeing re- put him in the reverse bear trap like it's a wrestling move. It's like a jigsaw off the top right? rope with the reverse bear trap. <laughs> it's for the, uh, the oh my god oh my Federation. god. <laughs> Jigsaw's climbing the buckle. Is he gonna do it? He is. Oh, he's going for the angel yeah. salt. <laughs> tag team. Tag team um, with Amanda. Uh, PR at PR the disaster. If Mr. Gay Little Puppet put a gun to your head and you had to choose one tooth to get rid of permanently, not even a prosthesis evolve, which one would it be? Um, oh. that's a toughie. That one is tough. Um, that one is tough. Uh. I, I get, I like it. Can't be any of the front row, just for like functionality's sake. I will say. Um, I I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just popping out. Like I've still got a wisdom tooth in there. I think. So I, I know that's a cheap. I, if I can't say why wisdom tooth, I'm gonna say like one of my molars. Yeah, probably just, get just like the backmost tooth on the left hand side for me. I don't know. Just, just yeah. something like that. Like I could still conceivably chew without. Right, for sure. Would not a be fun. A lot of but... teeth stuff promised in this film that the movie itself does not deliver. Right. Right, right. Like even the poster, there's no teeth no stuff. No teeth movie. stuff happening. In I this didn't film. want. I didn't want to see it because like th- the three things that I cannot handle in horror, as I've discussed multiple times, are fingernail stuff, teeth stuff, and f- severe foot trauma. Um, but this movie, this movie had this movie had a, an abundance of the one of one I of those things. I can't believe I forgot. It's how not much the one you'd expect. In this movie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it's honestly completely fine like i'm way better about it now than i like when i say i can't handle i mean just like i cannot keep watching like it used to be really bad like seeing it in general like i watched funny games maybe like a year after my act my injury and like that that the scene in that movie where like tim roth's leg gets obliterated like sent me into like a 10 minute panic attack now it's just like i just like as soon as i see it happen i just turn away and i'm fine i just like cannot be pro prolongedly exposed to it so it's it's fine as long as 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 long as i'm not forcing myself to look at the screen it's perfectly fine but i do appreciate that um but yeah uh that recommendations what are you recommending this week um yeah i i guess i didn't really think about this that much i guess i'll recommend dead by daylight because i've been playing that a a lot recently um it's a lot like saw where i don't know if it's necessarily a great game but i do love it quite a bit 
It is, it is a game. game. It's a game that I've kind of fallen into playing in the evenings. Dead by Daylight is is my League of Legends. You know, it's my Dota two or something yeah. like that. It's the one game. Your own personal Dota. Dota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the game that I kind of sit down and put time into. And hey, they're putting um, mm-hmm. they're putting Pin Dick from from Hellman in there. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. I played a little bit of him on the PTP, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be a movie that I mentioned earlier. Um, it's going to be Halloween H20. Just, just add water. water. Um, I hold on. Actually, let me check if we've done that movie on this I podcast think you before. Have. You know what? I fuck think it. You have. We have. We have. But fuck it. I'm allowed. To, I have allowed guests to re- to recommend movies that we've previously done. I'm allowing myself to do it because it's September. No rules. Just right. The movie's really, really it's good. good. I I had forgot. In in the time I'd spent away, in the time it had been since I last saw it, I genuinely forgotten the way that it handles like Laurie Strode's trauma, and I think it does it in a way that I, it does it with a maturity that I did not expect from that movie, given how much fun that movie is otherwise having. Like that, mo- you can tell that the people who were writing and producing that movie like had a really fun time making a Halloween movie that was so referential to the originals. Like obviously. You know, almost all of them have a Michael Myers and, you know, stuff about the Haddonfield and, you know, Donald Pleasant's involved or some some kind of lo- to that level. But like the extent to which it is just directly referential to those first two movies is really cool in a way that I really I, I really yeah. liked it. Um, also, Jimmy Lee Curtis says headmistress at one point. And that made me flush emoji. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting September. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for doing this entire theme month with me. That's a, it's a big ask and I'm, I'm really happy that we were able to work this out. Listen, I love, I love two things in this world. I love horror movies and I love to talk about movies. And the third thing on there is I love Resident Evil movies, but below that is <laughs> I love Saw movies. So I am... Sep- ne- tune in next year for Se- President Se- Evil. President Evil's pretty good. I was thinking about doing Giolai, where we do Giallo films, like Italian like Argento and stuff like that. Oh, sh- Ooh, okay, It's an sure. idea. It's an idea. I know not all of those movies are great to podcast about because they tend to be pastrally methodically, but right like i i enjoyed watching suspiria but i don't think that was like a, i don't think that was like a great movie no to recap totally, for the totally pod. Not. watching them is fun talking about them maybe not so much but saw is great conversation fodder and i am so excited sarah to join you again for saw 4 next week yeah 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 tune it next week saw 4 uh uh so thank you so, uh, if you want to find oh yeah where can people find you oh what's, yeah, what's your, yeah. Uh, i'm on twitter <laughs> at curse you can find me on there I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast have been aware of my general internet presence at some point or another, but um, I'm on there. I do Emoji Drone with Sylvie, where we talk about emoji. I think by the time this comes out, we'll have our episode about the Emoji 14.0 prototypes up, question mark. It'll just depend on when I have the time to edit that, but you can find that on Twitter at Emoji Drone. You can find my other movie podcast at Borat Club where we are going step-by-step through the twin filmographies of John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, which has been pretty fun. And then I am Mm -hmm. on Letterboxd, if you want to keep up with whatever shit I watch, at Sewer Peak, P-E-A-K. And I think think that does it, for me at least. Hell yeah. 
Uh, my switch just started vibrating at me to tell me to do uh, Ring Fit, which I will not be doing because I I have taken a melatonin. Hell the Tony yeah. Hawk timer is down to about <laughs> the Tony Hawk timer is down to about forty minutes at this point. Um, so we are at Fearbaiting on Twitter, uh, patreoncom Fearbaiting if you want to support the podcast. One buck a month, basically a tip jar. Occasionally, episodes get out early, and if you do, you'll get if they do, you'll get first access to them. If you donate, if you are donating whatsoever, uh, five bucks a month, name right on the podcast and uh, message right on the show. Ten bucks a month, all that pick a movie for us to watch. Um, obviously if you picked one, we wouldn't get to it until after our current slate is through, but you know, we'll, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the, in the, we'll put it in the, we'll put the iron in the fire and get to it when it's ready. So thank you very much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Um, if you want to listen to my other podcasts, you can find them, uh, all under the noise space.xyz umbrella. Thank you to Matt GameCube for that. Um, you can listen to the Wonder Yurks, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda. Uh, a Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast I do with my friend Kay. And Henry Hissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the infrequently updated leftism podcast that I do. You can also check me out on Twitter individually at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Thank you to Blair for editing this episode and also for the incredible uh, cover art that we're doing, for, that we've got going for this month. Um, people you meet outside of bars is normally the musician who does our intro-outro music, uh, GayGothVibes.online for more of their stuff. Uh, I'm shouting them out anyways, but you can also find our current theme music, which is done by friend of the pod maxi satan check out their music at pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com i'm gonna double check that url because i'm pulling that off my memory but uh yep that's oh, maxi yeah. uh so yeah uh pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com uh you can also find them making music for the eidolon playtest podcast that they are also uh, a player on great great actual play podcast i'm just going to give that one a shout out um i think that's everything so until next time i'm sarah and i'm morgan and remember, you can put a fucked up gay little puppet anywhere. <laughs> Good night, everyone.